and the pursuit of truth and common sense in an unbelievable world. You're listening to The Right Mind Podcast with your host, Todd Showalter. Hello, everybody. I'm Todd Showalter, and welcome to Right Mind. Today, my guest is Gerald Glassford. He's the host of a new podcast. I don't know if it's new, but it's been around for a while, and it's called uh, Pop Culture Cosmos. How are you doing, Gerald? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Todd. Hey, well, it's great to have you here. Now, your show, uh, you talk about a variety of different subjects, don't you? Everything that's related to pop culture, whether it's, uh, you know, films or uh, current events, things in the news. And there's a lot of that going on right now. Uh, what's the uh, hot subjects right now, aside from Will Smith? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, he took the cake, per se, with the slap heard around the world recently at the Oscars. It did detract, obviously, or I should say, casted a shadow over what was a pretty good Oscars. You know, a lot of different films were given awards over the past weekend with the Oscars. Uh, doesn't Shouldn't detract from the great films that were awarded prizes, such as, for instance, let's go with Coda, which right, won for Best right. Picture. I mean, obviously that, that, you know, if you've got Apple Plus, it's a great reason to go ahead and check out Apple Plus because Coda is a great film, very heartwarming. Also, you had Dune, which is my personal pick for movie of the year for 2021. That film garnered five Oscar awards, the most Oscar awards, most of it in the technical categories. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of good reasons to go ahead and check out the Oscars besides the slap heard around the world. And then, of course, for Will Smith himself, he had a great performance in King Richard. And, you know, obviously what happened there detracts from even his own winning performance as well, which is a shame because, again, he is truly magnificent in that role. Yeah, yeah, I saw all those films, as a matter of fact. And, you know, one of the things, though, that I find rather funny, if you want to use that word, is that, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, the Oscars just really aren't that popular anymore. Nobody's watching it. Well, heck, now everybody on, in the universe is tuned in on, uh, I guess, the aftermath of what happened with Will Smith. I mean, what a part of me at first when I heard about it, I thought, well, is this staged? What were your thoughts on that? It looked uh, like at first people were saying it's staged. Uh, if you were to go to Twitter, and this is one of the few times I endorsed Twitter to find out the real story, it did have the Japanese feed, which had a fully uncut version of it. And it was posted like right after it happened. So you could literally see on Twitter exactly what was going on and how it was portrayed, because here in the States, it was censored in certain parts because the language, obviously, that was used by Will Smith. But if for me, it was something that, again, it was some, you know, something, yes, it, it did cast a shadow over it, but the ratings overall, and even though it did improve by 56%, it's still the second lowest of all time for Oscars. But it, because of the Will Smith slap, it was the biggest trending thing to ever happen out of the Oscars. So you can say it was a kind of a win loss situation there because the numbers are still slow about, you know, as far as low for people watching it, but for people following it and figuring out what's going on, I think still is, a, you know, as far as from that aspect, maybe you'll get people more interested for next year's Oscars, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. Again, it detracts from a great performance from CODA, a very deserving movie. And I think that's probably years from now you and I will ever talk about, oh, that's the year that Will Smith stopped <laughs> Chris Rock. Yeah, right. not, what CODA, not CODA winning, not even Will Smith winning, not Jessica Chastain winning, not Dune winning. It's just going to be the year of the slap. Yeah, and I think part of me, and I don't mean, uh, I don't mean to splash any negativity on it more than it has, but of part of me thinks that my, that might have uh, 
been part of the motive for the whole thing. Maybe not. I'm not really sure. Now, when you when you go into like pop culture, okay. Now we're talking about a lot of different things, as you mentioned. I mean, that that has to do with things trending. I mean, what do you think? What is the big factor in getting things to trend now or become part of uh, pop culture, so so to speak? There's still a lot to do with promotion. And yes, promotion is still a key on how things get presented and how people understand what's going on. For instance, the latest Paramount Plus series that just dropped based off the video game series Halo, that just dropped last week to its biggest numbers ever for Paramount Plus. And the reason why is because Paramount Plus did such a tremendous job of promoting it everywhere. And the the luck, as luck may have it, or actually, well, convenient timing, was the NCAA March Madness. Everybody watches NCAA March Madness as far as from a sports standpoint. So guess what was all over the sports? You know, as far as the March Madness is concerned, the promos for this, this upcoming series, which has already debuted on, on Paramount+. Plus. So a lot of it still has to do with promotion. But then it talks about what is your product going to do that's going to get people talking. It's, mm-hmm. it's social media is it's still a lot like the water cooler you had around work where you talked about what happened over the weekend or this latest movie or this latest series or did you hear this or did you hear that that's still a lot of that as far as social media is concerned and so you still have to have a product that's going to connect with viewers and have something that people are going to talk about that's what's going to get people trending or that's what's going to get trending on social media and that's what's going to make things go viral yeah, you think, I mean, as, as far as all those platforms go, especially when you talk about pop culture, it seems now that, you know, almost a new platform comes out, you know, every year. I mean, now, I mean, in the last few years, you have TikTok that came out. You've got, uh, you know, the new, uh, whatever, the new Donald Trump thing that's coming out. I mean, you, you have all these different platforms. Do you think after a while it's going to get saturated and it's not going to be as effective just because we have so many? Uh, there is so many different aspects of social media and it will get saturated. I'm sure I agree with you on that fact, because who can keep up? You know, like you said, you've got Facebook, Instagram, you've got, like you said, TikTok. you've got so many relevant ways of social media, then whatever comes down the pike, that might be the hot new thing. People want to gravitate towards that. Just like when it comes to the streaming wars right now, and we're in the midst of one of the biggest times in entertainment history where you have so many companies, so many production companies that are out there that are trying to vie for the streaming space because of the success that Netflix has, Netflix has had. Now you have Amazon Prime realizing, oh, we can make money in this venture too. So they're pouring tons of money into it. Disney with Disney Plus is t- pouring tons of money into it. You've got all these d- different entities, HBO Max, it's, it's so insane right now as far as what's going on. I believe the streaming wars and social media will at some point get saturated because as all things in our society, if we do too much of something or if we have too much of something, it will get saturated. So yes, I think in that count, especially for social media, I think it will become saturated to a point where people just say, you know what, I'm just going to stick to one or two things. And I, I think that's it. Yeah, because you look back, I mean, even when I was growing up and probably when you were growing up, I mean, you look at the world now as opposed to when it was 20, 30 years ago. I mean, I mean, it's not just a different world. It's like a 180 world. I mean, when we were kids, I mean, we had to wait for our chance to use the telephone to talk to our friends, you know, or we run down the street to talk to somebody on the corner. Now, you know, we get on Instagram, Twitter, whatnot. And not only are we talking to our friends, we're talking to thousands of other people at the same time. Do you think that's had like a positive or a negative effect on not only kids, but all of us as a whole? 
Uh, again, I mean, the heart is in the right place and a lot with the, the origination of many of these social medias as far as people connecting from all around the world. And I've been able to connect with people from all around the world that I never would have been able to before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I but totally the, agree. Yeah. But the, but the problem is we've also used this space to go ahead and use it for different means, use it for different platforms, use it for different things and whatnot whether people can say it's perverse or whether people can say it's righteous or whatever you want to say it's for, you know, a lot of the intent of some of the social media, you know, outlets has been changed forever. And that's just, again, it's, it's just a a part of our society that we need to go ahead and understand and accept and maybe try to reel back on in future years. But I don't think so. I think the the freedom that we have out there as far as in the social media space is going to dictate this for at least the, the near future to come. You know, what do you think uh, as far as you've got these different platforms, but they don't, I mean, I don't want to use the word censorship, but you have uh, certain platforms that, you know, are, are semi being regulated or so they're deciding what can appear or how often it appears. I mean, what do you think of that? Because it's not just like you and I wanting to go on and just objectively or subjectively, I say, express our opinions. I mean, what happens when you have a third party that comes in that says, no, I want to hear what Gerald has to say, but we're going to put Todd down at the bottom. I mean, uh, how does that really, I mean, it kind of shifts the whole dynamic, doesn't it? It, it? it does in a way, but still, I mean, sometimes you need to, you, you need to go ahead and say, you know what, you're doing something that's damaging or saying something that's damaging that's out there. So again, I think it, it, it stepped up to the type of content that's being put out there. I, I don't want to get into the parameters on that because no, again, no, no, that, no, that's, I don't want to get into that too broad a space. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. sometimes I mean, I've remember, got to remember there's now kids watching. You know, I try to go ahead and with my two daughters try to make sure that they regulate their space on on things that they're doing and watch what they're doing and be, make sure I, I answer questions for them if they have them. But you got to remember, not everybody does that, and there's sure. there's kids out there seeing this stuff that maybe they shouldn't be seeing at an earlier age. And as they grow up, they go to public school, they go to, you know, whatever schools they, they go and then life and whatnot. And they, they start to understand that there's the the world around them is what it is. And, you know, it's, it's okay then, but you know, it just, we need to go ahead and make sure that, that some things that are out there that maybe, you know, they've got to understand that certain individuals aren't ready to go ahead and, and be able to to take care of that or or, or take that all in in its right perspective so right. i don't know yeah it just again you got just got to uh, be careful about what the things we do in some in some instances in some instances only well, and going back to what we were talking about just a little bit earlier, what do you think is the driving force on anything? I mean, with social media, obviously, but what is it, uh, you know, what is the main factor in pop culture as far as something? Obviously, it's got to be celebrity, somebody's known or something like that. But I mean, is there, is there how do things that are really, ne- you know, relatively vague or unknown all of a sudden become viral? Well, again, it's like a lot of it is, you know, for instance, something that you might have said or done that that really connects with an audience in so much of a better way than than it could before. Back when you know you and I were younger, I mean, something that went viral back in our days probably would have taken weeks, if not yeah. months, before it got viral. Now it can do that in literally seconds. So, I mean, for instance, uh, you know, we've got. With Disney Plus, they are just about ready to debut their latest entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Moon Knight, as far as the six-episode series that's coming out starting this week as we're talking. 
that is something that they're trying to go ahead and generate a lot of buzz for because it helps them get people to go ahead and watch the product. So things are like that as far as the promotional machines. For me, a lot of fact is like promotion. A lot of these things that they want to go viral, if you can, there's a formula to go ahead and get these things viral going if people are, are accepting of it. And, you know, for instance, like the Batman, which just debuted, you know, last month or earlier this month, excuse me, that really has done numbers worldwide, over $600 million worldwide at the box office. It has generated a lot of interest worldwide and has people talking simply because of the quality of the movie that it is. A lot of people are saying good things about it. That's the thing. That's the key. You got to make sure you have something that is going to connect with the audience. And once you do, you got to have people that are willing to go ahead and promote it out there to the public on a platform that will go ahead and connect with a larger audience. Sure. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed, especially with, you know, all the, the films that are streaming now, uh, especially just in the last two years with the pandemic and everything, it used to be, uh, as far as I remember, I mean, you get a lot of, uh, you know, watch television. There'd be all kinds of uh, television commercials for upcoming films and things like that. And it used to be kind of like a big, you know, build up to a lot of these things where a lot of them now, they just seem to be jumping right to streaming. And there doesn't seem to be that mass media uh, promotion like there used to be. Do you see that? In some occasions, yes. Like I said, I mentioned the recent series Halo, which did a lot of promotion, and it's obviously the the benefits were there because it it received record numbers on Paramount Plus. But this streaming wars is going to be the biggest thing as far as news for the entertainment industry going forward because now you have all these movies which were just waiting in line to go ahead and be at the box office, understanding right now because the pandemic and things of that nature, an audience. Audiences' tastes have changed. Audiences aren't as willing to go out and spend $20 for a ticket to go ahead and watch the movies out there. They're wanting to go ahead and spend $20 a month in staying home and watching a variety of things that are on their television. They're more apt to do that. And the place to do right now is the streaming market because the streaming marketplace with most of these networks that are out there, again, they're putting a ton of money in there. They're putting a ton of content in there. And they're also making it more, uh, you know, in, in, in enticing to go ahead and go and watch their stuff. And for me, that's really good as a consumer because I get to go ahead and, and choose, pick and choose which I'm wanting. I know you and I back probably way back when we had always dreamed of a time where we could go ahead and pick something a la carte as far as what we wanted to watch sure. and the type of things we want to watch. We're getting closer to that age, and hopefully that will happen soon enough. But the streaming wars as i call them the streaming marketplace that's you know the, with all this content battling back and forth i think it's a great way to go ahead and also provide a platform for these movies which will probably for the most part fail at the box office and be forgotten about find an audience as best as possible i mean you throw it on a netflix mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and it could be a, like a mediocre movie and it still could garner over 100 million views how could you do that if you send it out there on a U.S. box office like in the past, like 5, 10, 15 years ago, and it does, what, $5, $10 million at the box office, and then nobody nobody remembers it because it sits there as a DVD on the shelf at a Walmart. Now you can go ahead and put de- debut it on a Netflix to some great acclaim or great notoriety and get 100 million eyes on it. And that to me is really important in this day and age. Well, and I think you hit that. You make a good point. I think it's great for some of the uh, smaller in indie films and uh, you know smaller production companies and things like that because you Coda. mentioned 
Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, Coda, just I don't know if five, six, seven years ago, Coda would have won best best picture because I just don't think people would have seen it. And uh, but now, like you mentioned, I mean, it's it's the featured uh, featured on Apple. It's the main the main ticket on that. And it got a lot of views and it got a lot of exposure. So it can be a good thing for I think it's even the the, the playing field for some of the uh, the middle or smaller production companies against the big studios. Now, one of the things that I have a problem with, Gerald, is that. I, every time something comes out, like say Yellowstone will be on Paramount or like you mentioned, code is on Apple. I got to go get another subscription to this and I've got to do it. So now I literally have about eight, 10 subscriptions to all these different things which my wife isn't too happy about. What, do you think that's eventually going to combine into like a, a package type of thing where we don't have to be nickel and dimed for each uh, streaming platform? That may be the wave of the future 10, 15 years down the line. But it's, it's still evolving. You got to remember 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was all about, okay, which cable package do I get? Right. Uh, which premium cable? Do I need to get Showtime? Do I need to get HBO? Do I need to get all these other cable packages? The satellite. What if you had satellite TV yeah, and you had yeah. to go ahead and choose which? I mean, has it really changed in that sense? It's now just shifted onto a streaming platform as far as the number of things you have to do. The only good thing is that there's no contracts. Back when you and I were watching in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, there was always contracts. You always were stuck with like, oh, okay, I'm stuck with this network for six months. That's really ridiculous, but okay, I got to deal with it. Or for a year with the cable company or whatnot. Now you can choose month to month. Okay, I know Moon Knight is going to be on for the next six weeks. After that, I don't see anything I like. I can just go ahead and cancel Disney Plus and I'll get it later on down the line. That's that's the only benefit of what we're living in in the space right now is the fact that not only is there more content being produced, more original or fresh content being produced out there for all of our eyes to see, is the fact that we can choose which streaming services we want consciously and say, you know what? I'm not watching anything right now on HBO Max. I can discontinue that and join up later. That's the beauty of it right now. But you're right. At some point in time, I see that down the road. And, you know, but it, a lot of things have to change in order for us to get there. And, and just right now, I think I see the, the baby steps towards that progress. Right. What do you see? I mean, you're uh, inside the biz, so to speak. What uh, you see anything coming up down the pipe that most of us out here haven't heard about that uh, you've heard something coming up that's uh, brand new? Well, I'll tell you what, something that is brand new that I really want to go ahead and I'm pushing on the show is back on Apple Plus. Uh, I was not a big supporter of Apple Plus because I thought originally that they didn't put out enough content. It was just basically Ted Lasso on the morning show yeah. and and pretty much that was it. They have now impressed me with the stuff that they put out over the past six months, including Coda, which mm-hmm. they got and obviously has been a big win for them. But the show that I think everybody needs to check out is executive produced by Ben Stiller, who is actually directing a lot of the episodes on this. And that series is Severance. It's Severance. actually the most, yes, the most popular show on Apple Plus right now. If people get a chance to check it out, or if they have access to Apple Plus, I highly recommend it. If they're interested in the type of show that provides a mystery each and every week, you know, throws curves at you each and every week, twists yeah. and turns. But the most important thing, brilliant acting from name actors and also up and coming actors, which you've not heard of before, which are really doing a great job as well. So it provides a whole package. And I think Severance, when all is said and done, 
it'll be one of the best shows that I've seen in 2022. Well, that's good to know. It's called Severance. It's out now. Mm-hmm. So right well, I got to check that one out. That'll get that. My wife, I, I can pry myself away from the Hallmark channel. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't do the Hallmark there you channel. Go. You, 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 my, hey, my, yeah. well, my wife does. That's for sure. That's she's, she's a big fan of it. So I I'm know. not going to, well, that's I, the other I, thing. I, we all have, I our, can both sneeze at the content on, on Hallmark, but you know what? It, it's there for a reason. And well, you know, uh, Gerald, I've stuff. seen every episode of the Hallmark channel and I've only watched one of them because they're all the same. <laughs> but I, <laughs> that's true though. But I, we got a few minutes left here. They know their formula. They know their formula. That's right. And it works. It works. She's hooked. She's hooked. What? uh, Tell us a little bit more about your show, where we can find it. uh, You know, what type of guests you're having on in in the near future. And just give us a little bit of background on how people can check it out. Absolutely. Once again, if you just type in Pop Culture Cosmos, wherever wherever your browser is, Google, Bing, whatever, Pop Culture Cosmos, basically what we do. Is each and every week, every Monday and every Friday, we drop new episodes. It's an hour, family friendly. All we talk about is the latest news and entertainment, as far as that's concerned. The whatever was trending that week, we set you up for the weekend. Or if it's our Monday show, we set you up for the week. What's the latest news? Basically, whatever's going on in movies, streaming, television. We also talk about video games. We also talk about you know gaming. There's you know sometimes we touch on sports. We have great interviews from people all around the world that want to go ahead and share their thoughts with their opinions on various aspects. We have specialists that come on for TV, barbecue grilling. We have just a whole array of stuff. Plus, we also get directors, sometimes actors, sometimes uh, you know other individuals in the entertainment realm that are willing to go ahead and talk for about a few minutes just about what they're doing. But again, it's all about the latest news and information in pop culture. And I hope you get a chance to check it out. It is the Pop Culture Cosmos available now wherever you get your podcasts and on over 50 radio stations. Right. We'll put that up on the screen and in the descriptions. That sounds really neat though. Pop culture cosmos. And it's basically just a smorgasbord of everything going on in the world today. We didn't even touch on gaming. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. That's my gosh has changed my kids and stuff. And they're a little bit older now, but I mean, I remember, you know, playing electric football with, you know, the things, you know, buzzing around. Right, 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 right. Now now it's all 4k. You've got Xbox series X. You got PlayStation. Station five, they're they're selling like hotcakes. Yeah, absolutely. Some of these games, Gerald, are so realistic that I'd rather watch the game than some of the real life uh, on on, on television. I mean, there are two three hundred million dollar productions going behind it to get these AAA games out there. They've got to be good. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, I tell you what, I mean, and here, like, you know, like I said, way back in the day, I'm playing with a string and a rock, but, uh, Oh, oh, Pong. I'll, I'll challenge Pong. 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 Oh yes. Well, you know, I think I even got table hockey that didn't even have a, you didn't plug that even in. I remember that. Yeah. Way back. Well, this has been great, Gerald. I really have enjoyed talking with you and I'm sure that all of our listeners and viewers have too. Once again, this is uh, Gerald Glassford. His show is uh, Pop Culture Cosmos. It's available on all the major platforms. And also, is it uh, video or all audio? We do also have a YouTube channel and people can check us out on Facebook. Not only on, on, on Facebook. The best, yeah, best place to go is go ahead and check out on Facebook because then you see a whole bunch of our, our tabletop RPG games because we're the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. But you can check us out there. Also okay. our YouTube channel. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on there as far as our regular shows are concerned. So if you want to see myself and Josh Peterson, my co-host on Monday, or me and Melinda Barkhouse-Ross, my co-host on Friday, we're there too as well. That is awesome. No, I'm serious. I can't wait to check it out. That's really cool. You've got you've and it's uh, safe for work. It's safe for work. It's family friendly. Oh, that's always good. That's always good. 
Well, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for the time. And I would like to thank you too for watching or listening to Right Mind. I'm Todd Showalter. And remember, if you don't have a right mind, you don't have a mind at all. Till next time. Bye-bye. This has been the Right Mind Podcast with Todd Showalter.